outside? Should I run and hide? How do I take my company worldwide? Do you love the law? Did you watch Hee Haw? What's the weirdest thing that you ever saw? What's it like in court? Favorite sport? Can you help with my book report? Is my hair too long? Am I right or wrong? And do you mind if I sing along to anything? Ask Alan anything in the world. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Ask Alan, the podcast. I'm Alan Crone, the CEO of the Crone Law Firm. My very special guest today is uh, Shannon Briggs uh, with uh, the Campfire Collective, which is uh, an interesting name. Tell me about the Campfire Collective, uh, Shannon. Welcome to the to the podcast. Thank you, Alan. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very excited to be here and to chat with you. Um, Campfire Collective is a Memphis-based marketing firm that specializes in campaigns with community-based organizations. So we are a team of 10, and our mission is, is essentially to uplift communities through working with those small businesses and nonprofits that we believe are the core foundation of those communities. What a great mission to wake up to every morning. That sounds awesome. It yeah, it it keeps me going. That's for sure. Those are those are the people that I'm passionate about, and the people that I think really, um, really create the character and the vibrancy of the communities that they're in. So, in my opinion, there's no better organizations to work with. Sure, sure. No, that's wonderful. Um, well, let me let, let me back up a little bit. Um, so your uh, your background is in. Uh, is it advertising, marketing? What kind of campaigns are you doing for folks? Because I know now that's that that industry is kind of chopped up into a lot of different segments. It is, and you know, it all kind of overflows um, together. And I always tell clients that if we don't do it, we know somebody who does. So oftentimes we partner with similar different agencies to kind of fill in the holes where where there are services that we don't offer, mm -hmm. but. Most people know us for our work in public relations and social media. Um, we also work with clients on marketing strategy, digital marketing, and email marketing as well. Very cool. Well, how did you get into uh, communication as a uh, uh, vocation? Well, I, um, I am one of those very odd, unique individuals that knew what I wanted to do when I grew up when I was in high school. Um, I never... I was never an undeclared major in college. Um, but that being said, I, I always knew I wanted to do something in communications. I have a theater background. Um, I've, I have always enjoyed writing. Um, went to college, got my BA and my MA in communications. Um, didn't really know what PR was until I got into the industry though. Um, so I started my first quote unquote big girl job was the marketing and events coordinator with Hueys. Um, I actually started there as a sophomore in college. I was a server and it was just supposed to be a college job. Um, and then I ended up working there for 10 years in various roles. Um, the summer in between my undergraduate career, my undergraduate and my graduate school starting, I didn't have much going on and I you know, just wanted experience and wanted something to do that summer other than waiting tables. So I figured out who did marketing for Hueys. Um, her name's Samantha Dean. And she uh, sent her an email that basically said, I've been working for you for many years. I'm getting a degree in marketing. I want to intern with you for the summer. 
I'll work for free. Will you hire me? And you know, who's going to turn that down, right? Um, free. <laughs> Um, so I became Huey's very first marketing intern that summer. And then, well, that's um, cool. Yeah, yeah I, I learned a lot. Um, we kind of figured out the role together. And then at the end of the summer, they actually had someone in their office leave and asked me to come on as a part-time marketing assistant. So then I became Huey's very first marketing assistant. And then a year after I graduated with my grad school degree, um, they promoted me and I became their very first marketing and events coordinator. So kind well, of worked good. my way up through the, through the company that way. <laughs> no, that's great. So you're a Memphis yeah. gal, Memphis born and gal. raised in Memphis. And so there are a couple of things you said there I've got to follow up on. All right. The first thing is you said you were in theater. What, what shows have you been in? Oh, goodness. Um, I was in You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. I was in Julius Caesar. I was in a Midsummer Night's Dream. Um, I was I was the background in a lot of musicals. I will say that I was never cast for my singing abilities, and nor would still be cast to this day for my singing abilities. But um, I have a dance background, so they wanted me in the front of every dance routine, but they wanted me to kind of lip sync everything for the musical numbers. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's cool. So, are those where were those shows? Oh, I graduated from Cordova High School, so they were all high school plays at Cordova, um, and then I did a little bit of just side projects my freshman year of college too with various friends. Did you um? Did you go? Where did you go to college? Uh, University of Memphis. Very good. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Yeah. I, uh, a very similar path, to Shannon. You and I. I was uh, I was a theater major for uh, about two semesters. <laughs> and, and that's a long story uh yeah. over you know over an adult beverage sometime I'll, if you're interested I'll tell you the story um so interesting <laughs> and I, I I met my wife actually doing musical theater at uh Little Theater and um that uh that also is a long story but it has a very happy ending and um uh so I I when anytime anybody tells me they did theater I know their their quality because uh, you know, doing theater really does teach you to be uh, confident and how to work in a, in a team and how to stay in your lane, but at the same time, how to support other people. It's it's really good training, really good training. If if you have kids out there and they're looking for what to do in, in high school, in middle school, send them to the your school's theater department. You'd be glad you did. That's my, my public service announcement on that. Uh, yeah. All right. My um uh, my team and I actually joke that um, all theater kids turn into PR professionals because <laughs> we're all extroverts who can talk about anything and we can kind of adapt in any sort of situation. <laughs> yes, it's really really good training. Really good training. Um, you know, when you forget your lines in a, in the middle of something with a couple hundred people in the audience, uh, as I did once, uh, that, that builds character. It you come, really does. come out of that, you can do just about anything. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> All right. So tell me about you are the uh, founder and head trailblazer of uh, the Campfire Collective. Tell me about the name and how that fits into your mission. And uh, it just sounds fascinating. Sure. So we came up with Campfire Collective after a very, very long branding process with a colleague of mine here in town. Um, but I, 
have always thought of our firm as someone who loves to pull up a seat alongside of our clients and work with them. So we are not the company that comes in and says, this is what you need to do. This is how we're going to do it. Follow XYZ steps. Like We see our clients as our friends and as our community members. So we want them alongside of us for the ride. So it's all about the imagery of everyone sitting around a campfire, having a conversation, brainstorming, and coming up with a solution together. And then on top of that, we also use the campfire as a metaphor for the work that we do. So you think about a communications campaign as you lay the foundation, get your kindling together, you get the firewood together, then you have that spark, like that launch of the campaign where the flames go up and the fire is there. But then, you know, a campaign fizzles out after time if you don't keep it going. So then there's the constant kindling to keep the fire going and keep the campaign going as well. So it's about the work we do. And then it's also about how we work with our clients as well. That's, uh, that's cool. Um, you know, I, I will say as an aside that uh, that thought process is a great endorsement for your company because you just articulated, you know, your mission and how you do it. If you can do that for another company, you've uh, you've really done something because it's 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 very on point. Thank you, I um, I'm told that everything I do is intentional, whether I mean for it to or not. So I guess <laughs> that's just a testament to that. <laughs> so um, I know you were as as you said, we were both native Memphians. Uh, what what about Memphis really a, a, attracts you? Gives you passion to want to not only live here, but build a business here and build help build the community. Sure, I, I love this city with all of my heart and soul. And I think what really makes Memphis stand out is the people in the community here. It's a culture of people who want to collaborate and want to uplift. I think we always, everyone here has like that little sibling syndrome where we're all trying to fight and earn our way. Um, and because of that, we all, want to partner with each other. We all want to see each other succeed. We all want to help out however we can. When I launched my own business, I had a lot of people in the PR community come to me and say, how can we help? Let me give you advice. Let me send you resources. Let me take you out to lunch. You can pick my brain, ask me anything you want. And I've done the same thing with colleagues too. And I think that goes beyond just what just our industry and marketing. I think it goes to every industry here in Memphis and just the business community as a whole. There's this openness and friendliness and this willing to see, want to see other people succeed. That's just incredible here. Well, I'll let you, I'll let you in uh, on a, a production secret. And I guess our audience, I'll let the audience in as well. I, you know, I shoot several of these things in a day and it's, it, it's always, kind of interested me there always kind of develops a theme you know yeah. and and you just hit on the theme of the last couple I've done is is that community aspect within a an industry in Memphis I was talking with um Ryan Trim uh who owns um you know every great restaurant mm -hmm. in in Memphis or at least he doesn't own them all but every restaurant he owns is great and Rest in peace sweet grass yes Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, what a, that was, he said that was his first, you know, solo venture as a restaurant. You talk about hitting it out of the, out of the park on your first at bat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I told him, I said, you know, you, you had to have a reservation to drive by Sweetgrass, much less get in the place. 
Uh, but I digress. But he was talking about that in the industry, the uh, restaurant industry in Memphis. Just how he says, I've been in Pittsburgh and all kinds of other places. And, you know, it's cutthroat. The restaurants are all at each other's throats and, you know, doing, he told some stories. It was unbelievable. But he says, you know, Memphis is just very collaborative within the industry. Everybody wants to help one another out. And then now you say the same thing. Um, you know, that is one of the great things about this town is it is Memphis against everybody, right? Yeah. Uh, if you're from Memphis, uh, you're going to help the, the other person from Memphis. Yes, absolutely. And I can see that to Ryan's uh, point, I have a hospitality background and I see that in our restaurant community here. Those are some of my favorite people to work with for that mm -hmm. very reason. They share that same passion and hustle and grit and sense of community that we do too. So, share if you would, can you share with me a story of an example of of someone in your industry helping you out when you first when you first started? Let's give a shout out and some gratitude to somebody who who did that for you. I would love to. Um, I will give you three different names. Um, okay. So when I first went out on my own, I attended the Memphis Business Journal Mentoring Monday, which they do once a year, and they connect young people in the industry with you know more successful seasoned veterans in the industry. And I went to this as a mentee and sat down with two people who gave me great advice. Um, I said, I'm new in the marketing industry. I want to go out on my own. Um, how do I do this? Um, Amy Daniels with the Memphis Chamber, she was with the Chamber at the time, she is in a different role now, but she's still there, um, gave me great advice on leadership and how to uh, form connections in the community, and then Mary McDonald, who has been in the marketing world here for right. decades, um, also gave me great advice on just how to talk to people and network and get involved in your community. Um, and I, to this day, this was over 10 years ago when I talked to him and I still remember those conversations and I have relationships with both of them now. And I remind them of that to this day, like, remember 10 years ago when you told me how to do X, Y, Z, well, now we're working on projects together. Um, and then the other one, when I went out on my own, um, Brian and Paige with Pace of Public Strategy actually reached out to me and took me to lunch. They're like, we see something in you. We think you're passionate. Like, please let us tell you our ways and have you go forth. Like, please let us help you. Let us send you referrals. And they still do to this day. Ten years later, they are um, they're wonderful people who prefer business my way, who will still like pick up the phone and answer a question for me too. Um, and you're, I'll give you another name, Beth Opian. You're, you're wonderful, lovely Beth. I call my guardian angel because she um, does so much for me, even to this day. She refers business and I can call her at any point and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, should I do it this way? Should I do it this way? What's your experience in this type of situation? So, well, uh, I you know, give you 40 more names, but we'll you and I run in the there. same circles. I know all of those people. <laughs> And you, you've, uh, you hit it uh, on the head. They're all, what they all have in common is they do not need others to fail for them to succeed. If you're so right. It goes they, back to that community and that collaboration. Yeah. That's exactly right. And, you know, I tell young lawyers all the time, look, there's plenty of business. There's plenty of business. Um, you need to help each other. And I, I'm so glad to see you and your peers are doing that in the public relations uh, field. Um, and it's, you know, it's, um, it's such a needed, uh, 
consultancy uh, because now more than ever, everything we all do is public. There's no such thing as a private moment anymore, right? No, there is not. How, how has that changed in the 10 years that you've been doing this? How, how has that part of it changed? Um, well, I will say I always have to be camera ready now for something. <laughs> you know, 10 years ago, I could go into the office and do my work and not have to worry about seeing anybody. But, you know, these days, my, my team's putting a phone up to my face and saying, smile, we need a photo or an interview for XYZ. And it's up on social media 20 seconds later. Um, but I think, not joking, it's more of a it's an instant type feel these days. And it wasn't 10 years ago. You know, if you think about when I first got started in my career, um, we had a week, two weeks, three weeks to put together a press release, to talk to the media, to get some news out, to like try to craft a story for a client. And these days I have, you know, 10 minutes, someone will call me something and be like, hey, we need to get this out right now, or we need to get this up on social media, or can you get a statement out about this? There's a lot more quick turnaround, for sure. And it's because of the nature of social media, everything's instantaneous. So let me let me ask you a softball question. Sure. Because uh, all of these have been high and tight, I know. I've just been <laughs> asking just a lot of Can you be in business in 2023? and not be engaged on social media and the internet? Well, you know, I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell, tell our folks that are Luddites out there sure. why, you have uh, to, why you have to be engaged in it. Well, you're on social media, whether you want to be or not. That's how I start that conversation. People are talking about you on the internet, whether you're there to listen to it or not. Um, so it's best to get ahead of it and, you know, get your message out there. And I also say like social media is consider it an extension of customer service, you know, just like customers are coming into your business and asking you questions and wanting to know pricing and wanting to get to know the face behind the business, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of those are the exact same thing. They're just a digital version of that instead. So it's an extension of having a conversation with your customer. It's not just throwing ads out there and saying, this is what we're doing today. Come in, buy things from us. It's listening to a community, soliciting feedback, figuring out what they want, how you can connect with them. And then, you know, that two-way communication of how you can serve as your customer. How do, you, how do you advise folks to do all of that, okay, but also keep the, keep the analog personal touch? To, to the relationship. It just all goes back to being genuine and being authentic to who you are. You don't have to be a robot on social media. Um, if you look at Campfire Collective social media, you will see our personalities shine through all the time. Um, and it's just a talking the way that you talk to customers. And whenever we bring a client on, we have a big kickoff questionnaire we go through for that very reason. And those questions are like, if your brand was a person, how would this person speak? If your brand was, you know, involved in the community, what types of organizations would they support? What type of activities would they do? And it's really looking at your company as a human being to humanize that experience. That's a, that's a great way to look at it. I've, I've, I've never heard that before. So that's that's a great perspective. Um, well, Shannon, I'm, I'm looking at my clock and I think we've, we've uh, we're at the end of our time here. Um, 
I sure appreciate your uh, your time and, and and being on the the show. I've really enjoyed it. I, I think uh, our listeners learned a lot about uh, how to put a brand together and and uh, how to advertise on uh, or build relationships on social media. I, I really think the word advertising, um, you know, it used to be that's the that's how you started the relationship. Now it's kind of how you in not end it, but uh, uh, go to the next level on the relationship, right? Yes. Um, it's one tool in the toolbox. Is how I. That's right. That's right. They got to know, like, and trust you before they, before somebody's going to do business with you. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Shannon. Thank you so much. And uh, I appreciate everybody uh, who watched this. If you enjoyed it, please share it on social media. Uh, give us a five-star review, the all-important five-star review on, on your podcast channel. Uh, not for me. I want you to make Shannon look good. Uh, get her the most five-star <laughs> reviews of anybody. Um, uh, you know, the, the uh, let her get more than the mayor. You know, mayor needs to stay. <laughs> so uh, give her a bunch of five-star reviews. Shannon, again, thank you so much. Shannon is going to go help uh, community businesses and not-for-profits uh, define their brand and, and make our community better. And I'm going to go get some justice. Thank you all for watching.